and gentlemen. You're watching Geekcaster. Everything geek culture and geek content. I'm Michael Michael, and today we've got... I am the chosen one, Debian Bussy. I am Vengeance Corey Davis. I'm your friend, Sailor Leo. My name is Melody, also known as Melly Rock. What's up? That's right, you're watching Geekcast. How's everybody doing? We're gonna jump in and talk about a very interesting documentary. Well, kind of a drama documentary called Social Dilemma. We're also gonna talk about the boys, Lovecraft Country, and some other cool things. So let's start out with Social Dilemma. I think that was amazing, first of all. It really hit home. Entry. Well, kind of a drama. Whoops. Oh, someone's watching the feed. That's right. And you can also watch us live. If you're not watching us live on Facebook, you can check us out on cable. There's a lot of different ways you can check us out. Also, you can go to geekcaster.com or the Instagram geekcaster. And you got to mute the, the feed because, uh, yeah, you're going to hear the 30 second delay. <laughs> <laughs> so Social Dilemma, it's about social media. They basically took the creators, some of the main creators of the like button, um, different things, uh, whether it's Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, put them all in a room and said, social media is messing up the world and this is why. What did you guys think of that? Going first. <laughs> I, I, thought was, I thought it was very well thought out. I did agree with it. A lot of points. I thought it was very thought provoking. These are the people who basically built social media, Facebook, Google at the beginning. And this is their thoughts on it. Now it obviously social media didn't, uh, wasn't created for this purpose. They did not create social media to have all of these downsides in society and now they're trying to rectify i agree with their plan on rectifying it and i think okay. more people should you know um educate themselves on what they can do and how they control social media um i what i liked about this the social dilemma is um <clears throat> i thought honestly what was most interesting to me was um the explanation of the internet, the creation of it, the algorithms behind how the internet works, um, why the internet is the way that it is, and why so many things like fake news, which was a really big thing, the social dilemma is such a problem because the internet is set up to be designed that way and to mislead and manipulate people. Um, so I thought that was kind of interesting to actually see the uh, theory behind that rather than just kind of like, you know, you know, the internet exists and you know, the internet does things and it does this and it does that, but you see like the real, like kind of framework behind it. So I thought that was interesting. Um, I, yeah, I, I agree with some of it. Like I do think social media and the internet is meant to be addictive and I do think people are addicted to it. Um, just like you can be addicted to a video game or you can be addicted to pretty much anything else that, you know, fixates your 
attention. Um, and definitely, I mean, it, it fucks with, it freaks with people's esteem. <laughs> uh, the point that, yes, like, I mean, I can list off a bunch of people I know who have personally been affected because their picture didn't get enough likes or they didn't right. get enough comments who, who literally think that if I don't get this many likes on my, you know, Facebook post or Instagram picture post, it means I'm like an ugly, disgusting person. No one likes me. Like no one thinks I'm worthy of this. And so I definitely can see how it plays a part in people's mental illness and how it could even raise suicide rates because yeah, so many people depend on social media for their self gratification and self worth. Uh, so definitely, I, I definitely agree with a lot of the issues that they spoke about. Do I think that social media is like an evil, you know, machine and that, you know, it can't be fun or useful or helpful? Absolutely not. Um, but I mean, there's definitely lots of issues that, you know, just continue to cycle through and not get solved or really talked about. So, yeah. uh, um, do you really think that social, uh, social media is not the evil, it's the people that make it evil? Yeah. I mean, that's, oh, yeah. that's, I mean, that's how people get their money. I mean, think about it. Social media wouldn't make all these developers and engineers money if people weren't addicted to it and literally like on it as much as they can be every single day of their lives. I mean, like, they know what they're doing. Yeah, Unfortunately, <laughs> do they know how to reverse it? Probably not. Yeah, it became too big. I think that they did engineer social media and the internet to become addictive, and that's, I think, the point yeah. of the, the, the show. I think that um, there was supposed to be a tool that everyone could use, but now it just became this, I don't know another word besides addiction. It's, it's just like... In, brain into society right now you can't live okay. without some type of social media and i think there is a way to re-engineer it it's going to come at a huge cost but i think that most people don't want to revert back it, it's hard for people to adapt and that's going to be the biggest issue on fixing some of these uh dilemmas we face in society right now so do you so do y'all think it has more to do with social acceptance People want to be accepted, so social media is the gateway for acceptance from people. Oh, yeah. I mean, I would say yes, but also you can see how it influences politics, you know? I never really, before watching The Social Dilemma, of course, we all know what WhatsApp is, and if you're an immigrant, you know how the fake news just flies at you. We're still doing chain letters on WhatsApp with our um, big <laughs> families, okay? So they're just passing information all the time, and it's fake news all the time. So think about other countries where all of the news they get is from fake news. You'll see how certain strikes happen because they radicalize. They radicalize. Yeah, radical. Yeah. Cool, that sounds really weird. Um, but pretty much they push that because of social media. They push that because they put on IG and on Facebook. And it's crazy how they those type of things have influence in smaller third world countries. Do you think uh, because let's say um, the fact that both of you are cosplayers, you think you're more sensitive to social media than maybe than we would not being cosplayers? Yes, completely. And why why 100%. so? Um, for me, because I do like influencing and it's now money. 
um, kind of get in your head when you're looking at analytics when um, become the algorithm low while other people are soaring. Mm-hmm. I'm, I know for me, myself, I'm still working on it, but I count my likes, you know, like if by the time one minute passes, I'm not one minute, but one hour passes, if I don't have 60 likes, I feel some type of way. You know, oh. like if by the end of the day, I don't have a lot of likes, I feel some type of way. You know, like why is it flopping? There's a lot of people who feel like any of their content flops if it doesn't make over 200. And it's like, dang. <laughs> so we kind of play the game in our heads where we're stuck and thinking that we have to do something that we don't. I thought it was great. Oh, go ahead. Sorry, Kyle. I was like, what if we had to reshape ourselves? Um, like, uh, I guess that's what Davion was alluding to, uh, feeling the gratification of getting the likes. I kind of understand what you're saying. With, uh, if your content it isn't getting the attention that it needs, maybe something's wrong. Maybe you need to do something to improve the responses. But why is it so that you can't just create content? without having to see, like, um, positive feedback. You, you know what I mean? Like gratification, man. Yeah, but why once, is that a thing? If, once like, you start getting those likes and they start pouring in and you start feeling like you is, like, one of the hottest people on Instagram around the block, you get a post and, like, you make a... There's also, like, comparison. Like, it's not, oh, why can't you, like, grab attention to people? I actually hate when people do that because it's, like, think someone's just working and not trying catch attention um but yeah the but it, it goes the same from, I'm, sorry. Uh-huh. I'm sorry i thought you were finished no um so it honestly comes from comparing yourself it comes from looking at analytics it comes from seeing how, what kind of businesses speak to you and fully social media you know you have to attract a certain audience and honestly for me i want an audience that it's me personally but a lot of people are just trying to get any type of audience. And oh, yeah. it's hard, you know? Like, this is, a lot of people do it for work. And I would say it's a part-time job for me because, you know, if you're reaching out to sponsors but your analytics aren't matching, they're not going to go So these things, like, re- oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. reinforce yeah. the other thoughts you have in your head. Just you like know? any type of, or, like, advertising and marketing, yeah. Or right. like, that's what I'm saying. Why can't we look at that as just a job? And this is what to do to bring in money as, and not mix in instant gratification with it. Why can't we separate the two? Because I know a lot of actors who act for the sake of acting, and if they uh, get too big or get too much money or whatever, they can kind of separate that. They don't need that instant gratification from acting. Acting is their profession, but that's not who they are. Why can't we go back to separating those two? Like Jack Leeson, who played. Uh, Jock stopped acting because that wasn't his passion. You know, he could do it and make a lot of money. That just wasn't, you know, in his repertoire of what he needed to be satisfied. So when we get back to social media, why can't we look at that as job, not your livelihood? Because it has gotten because to... Because we build this livelihood off of hobby. It's literally what that is. It's built off of your hobby. It is your passion, right. you know? And when you make your passion your work, sometimes it gets really hard. Um, so it's kind of like, well, why can't you separate it? That's your job. But as any job, you can still get burnt out. Okay. And I would take into consideration that with any type of 
I you were you were mentioning acting. I would say probably ninety nine point nine percent of people who get into acting and who get big off of acting probably go through a very very maybe short or prolonged period of a high because they're getting attention and they're getting famous and they're getting money and they're getting you know women or men or whatever and they're getting alcohol and they're getting all these you know free things sent to them so I don't I don't think that even that you could say they can always separate their acting from their life in fact I would say most celebrities feel like they can't yeah they feel like they are a slave basically to their acting and their fame and that's like if they don't keep that up they're gonna (laughs) No one's going to remember you next year. And Corey, I want to, before you say a thing, I want to just go in there a little bit. And this is what makes it very interesting watching this particular uh, production. You know, we went kind of, because we're all entertainers and we're all artists in our own respective ways. But the actual documentary, mockumentary in a way, it was really weird how they did it, but kind of cool. Because they presented not only the individuals that created social media, um, that engineered what we know today as social media. Um, and they also did little skits. They did a little story of a family. And oh, yeah. um, they tackled, um, they didn't go into suicide, but you could see just depression going into, you know, um, comparing yourselves through the, through the eyes of the little girl, um, the do- one of the younger daughter daughters of the family how she didn't like her ears and the self-gratification but then feeling that she wasn't good enough um the son wanting to belong they kind of threw in influencers they didn't go too hard with influencers but they did touch it and also revolution um if you don't if you guys don't know if anyone out there is unaware one of the biggest revolutions which i think really inspired a lot of countries to use Facebook and social media to meddle was the revolution in Egypt. That was actually started in a group on Facebook and took down yeah. a whole country, a whole government, and turned everything inside out. And from there, a lot of money and a lot of energy was, was put into that. Um, so I thought it was very interesting because they hit all these different notes but the biggest note overall is just manipulation. How do you guys feel watching that documentary, knowing that even the people that created social media still feel manipulated? Even though they created the monster, they're still somewhat, if not a slave, but at least influenced by the monster of social media. How do you guys feel about that? I'm, I'm actually surprised they didn't mention Edward Snowden because he was... I want to say literally the first person to say that, hey, this is what's going on. Your privacy is no longer yours. They're actually spying on you. There's analytics. Everything is geared to watching you and learning about you. He was the first one um, who basically came out in public. So I was kind of like surprised they didn't mention him once, but I kind of get what you're saying. Um, They kind of wanted to keep it straightforward about social media and not bring all the politics and everything else into it but they all correlate, so that that was just my take on it. But do you feel manipulated? Obviously, yeah, you do feel manipulated when you, I mean, I think that's 
just a natural human nature. Like, if you were raised in the South, you learned about the Civil War differently than living in the North and learning about the Civil War. That's just always been there. They just exploited that one little fact and exponentially raised it to everyone in the world, basically. So it's just the greatest scheme we've seen in society today. Now, mind you, this is so juicy. We're gonna we're gonna gonna do, we're gonna do a good half an hour on this, so like maybe fifteen minutes, and then we'll go to another show. So if you're watching this live, just sit there and stay tuned. We're gonna get to <laughs> Lovecraft Country. We're gonna get to um, the boys, uh, but this is really good, and I think it's really important because how we treat this information after watching this 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 film could be huge. Like, a, like a, I would definitely say everyone needs to watch this because if we're re if there really is this machine popping things up and pushing us to vote, pushing us not to vote, pushing us to, oh, you like this? I'm going to push you this way. In other words, like, if you like social justice, I'm going to make sure these yeah. things pop up. If you're anti any particular subgroup you know or um you know or any particular minority group i'm gonna push you that way so and it's like it well, if you're, on our bias it's and, crazy and cause uh i mean like between different people right i see that happening in real time with people i know personally like how so? it happens literally right in front of you you can literally scroll through facebook and see how different people's feeds yeah usually tend to crank out the same thing Wow. And it's usually stuff that you disagree with or vice versa. Mm -hmm. I mean, I can see it with, like, family members. Wow. Like, you just get fed the same, like, you know, BS. And, like, you know, it's, it's funny because, like, those type of people will usually say, you know, oh, you can't, you know, just, like, rely on, you know, Facebook or the TV but for news. But they'll share it. But it's like those exact same kind of people who like tend to use that as like an argument against like what you're trying to tell them or what kind of information you're sharing are doing the exact same thing that they're preaching against, which is only looking at the same sources, only looking at the same type of articles that they agree with, only doing this. So and that's what the Social Dilemma documentary kind of touched on, too, is like. If you really want, you know, true news, not fake news, the best thing you can do is be objective and actually do your own research and look at different sources and look at different news outlets and this, this, and this, and actually, like, you know, search for that rather than just, you know, take the first thing you see on Facebook or Twitter as this is factual information and I should believe this. But and, aren't, we, aren't we getting the same thing with um, mainstream media? Because oh, yeah, of course. we still have to piecemeal kind of the truth together. Because if oh, you yeah. watch Fox versus watch CNN, CNN. it's yeah. like yeah. night and day. Like we live in totally two different universes. Like How even with a lot of like um, the riots right now and the marches, the information mm -hmm. on the TV and the information we have on social media and Twitter, seeing live feeds of what's going on. Compared to what the news is showing us. Yeah, yeah. I always prefer to look at local news, like journalists, rather than somebody from CNN or, you know, Fox News or, you know, 
whatever my or even international i had, would tend actually sometimes to trust more than than the like but i don't know if bbc has any affiliation anywhere so i think they do but i, I can't remember i know if yeah. you ever watched uh this movie called truth it's actually the base based on the true story of dan rather he was like a well-known renowned journalist and they were looking into the history of george's but george bush's possible awol from the texas air national guard oh, right yes yes yeah, so <laughs> when they started reporting that and then they got shut down by cbs and basically got fired for doing a story that was free journalism uh once all these corporations saw that happen they basically shut journalism down and it evolved into what you see now and they did touch on so social dilemma um you get your news faster through social media than the actual news because everyone's sharing it real time so how can you even compete oh, yeah, yeah. real time news but you know the flip side to it we would know what's really going on. And when I say we, I mean as America, as the world, knowing the issue of police brutality to the point that we do if it wasn't for street news, if it wasn't for people with their video cameras, if it wasn't for Instagram, right? Not even Facebook, right. Instagram. But say Instagram, Facebook, same company, whatever, right? So. There's a flip side. Also, when you looked a um, couple months ago, when you had the protesters and you had the riots, it got to a certain point where people had to admit the media, even the president, had to somewhat make a distinction between people that were protesting and people that were rioting because there were people that were disruptors trying to make it look like they were part of the protest. So is it is it is it a plus this power that we have? I mean it all goes into how you use it. I, I think that's yeah. basically the message at the end of the day. But how do we how do we get the information like, to use it so when we don't get we don't really know we, like for instance with the um, corona, right? Six feet. What do they say this week? Twenty feet. <laughs> So a twenty feet right? spread. So yeah, no school, they, no work. And they they said that even like that you literally like at being inside of a building actually uh, spreads corona faster than being outside, regardless of wearing a mask or not. Well, that's true. <laughs> so it's so but, but listen, what you just said. So stay inside or go outside. Be productive. We're good at six feet. Oh no, you're you're killing society. Twenty feet. This these mixed messages are like, and then why are you quickly to say this? Because well, we want people to be productive. We want people to go back to work. We want people to go back to school. Yeah, but you really shouldn't because. I mean, if you really I mean, want to get like conspiracy theorist, you could say that it's like done on purpose to purposely confuse people, and to purposely cause this type of. Because I mean, let's 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 just think about this. Like you know, if someone is so far right or vice versa, you know, so radical, you're not going to change these people's minds. Let's be honest with ourselves. There's only so much you can do to really change a person and how they actually think and what they wow. believe in. So it's perfect to have all this go back and forth and create divide and chaos. Because like, 
<laughs> it just pushes, you know, the far right even farther and the far left. And, you know, whether one side is wrong or not is, you know, up to you to decide. Right. I would consider myself a very radical leftist. Okay. But, you know, I mean, at the end of the day, like, there's only so many people who are willing to change their viewpoint. If someone's like, you know, a freaking Trump fanatic who probably thinks coronavirus is fake, blah, 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 blah. Like, they're probably loving all of this, like, you know, mm. articles going back and forth. Because now it's proven that, oh, no one really knows what they're talking about. No one knows. You know, so it's perfect. <laughs> but again, I think you can. Oh, go ahead. I, I think you can at the end of the day. Um, once you break through that, I think it's cognitive dissonance when someone believes something so hard and you present them with all the evidence that it ch- challenges them to their core to, like, reevaluate what they're actually believing. I think it's possible. Um, I just think that we as not even a nation, just society in general, have to become, I don't want to say smarter, but more educated in finding the truth within the lies. I think that's possible. We just have to get back to the basics of mulling through the mud, basically. Hey, that's possible, but I mean, some people are just trapped straight up. And it just, it is. I <laughs> yeah, mean, some, like, not everyone. I think, I think, I don't know, <laughs> just an optimist and an altruist, I think we, we can do better, I think we deserve better, and I think we can get there, because if you don't believe in hope, what do you have left? Um, suicide and alcohol. Oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, strippers, you know. That, uh, the last day's exercise. Oh, I got so many jokes with that. I will not. <laughs> I will not. All right, so before we go on this one, this particular topic, um, everybody, yay or nay, watching it, and what is your quick takeaway from the documentary? Um, I watched it. I would say definitely keep an eye on how you're using social media, how much time you're using it, and how it's affecting you emotionally and mentally. I think as adults, we should detox an hour a day, not even touch your phone. Uh, For kids, I think it's especially important to watch so that that way they learn what social media actually does to them because if you listen to the message most of these tech people even steve jobs never let his kids use social media or uh electronic device so they know it's bad if they know it's bad why can't we just emulate that so i think everyone should watch it with their families one minute left good uh, i liked it a lot um i mean yeah definitely i think it's important to know that social media does not decide your self-worth or what your you know, worth to other people or yourself. Um, I'm just going to pretty much say, because I didn't see it, but I did oh, hear. But that was I one. will say this. <laughs> Analyze yourself when it comes to knowing that you have a, a issue when it comes to social media. Yeah. I would say definitely you- watch it. It's worth it. Um, we have to go. If you're watching the live feed, we're not going anywhere. But if you're watching this on cable, this will be part one. You got to watch next week for the next part. You're watching Geekcaster. Definitely watch Social Dilemma. It's worth it. It's worth it. It's worth it. At least it's good conversation and it will make you think. If it doesn't make you think, it will make you question something. You'll get some sort of reaction from it. 
All right, you're watching Geekcaster. Again, live feed, hold on. And hey, thank you for watching, and we'll check you out next week. All righty then.